This episode is brought to you by Studio, a Swedish headphone company that is revolutionizing headphones. They are offering our listeners a 15% discount when you use the code SOMOSPADRES on their website. Stay tuned to hear more details about them later in the episode. That's the thing is that your mom, you say that you are you love your child. You, you love him unconditionally. And here's this person that says that they love you and they just hate you. So that's confusing to them. They're, they they're confused. Yeah, and they just hurt you. So it's like, oh my God, does she really love me? You know, because she just hit me and really hard or whatever it was. Welcome to Somos Padres. A space dedicated to all things parenting, relationships, and life. We are your hosts, Paulo and Yesenia. Thanks for joining us as we reflect on our parenting experiences, share information, and lift up the voices of other padres. Welcome, everyone. We're back. We're back together again. After my short sabbatical. That's right, because you didn't want to. Um, you didn't want to participate in my last episode. There, you were like, it's yeah, not that go. I didn't want to. It's like you did the uh, the interview by yourself, babe. I did the the play episode with Miss Nancy. Exactly, and you knew what the interview was like from beginning to end. Uh huh. And so I didn't want to take any credit. Ah, is that what happened? That's what happened. I kind of felt like you just, you, you didn't feel like you were in the zone and you were like, nah, that's all right. You go ahead. No, I was like, I'm pretty sure you you were going to do a good job. And you did. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Thank you. I think the played episode is really good. And if you haven't listened to it, please do listen to it. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it was fantastic. So, but here we are back together. Our first episode of 2018 together. What, what has been going on? for you well so far for me uh i've been trying new things <laughs> oh yeah yeah personally for me uh i've been trying new things i've taken on new challenges oh you set some intentions for yes some intentions is it, my sound cliche but i actually wrote like a a blog in spanish that's right yeah about what i'm trying to do for this uh for this new year yeah well what what's like the the gist of it well, the gist of it is I'm trying to be more optimistic mm-hmm. about what I do in my daily life. Mm-hmm. From reading articles to what I uh, watch on TV. I don't watch that much TV, but yeah. Uh, to how I interact in my, in, in my daily life. How like, come you wanted to do that? Because I want to try to um, explore... To see if having an optimistic mentality mm-hmm. helps you achieve other things or manifest other things. But I'm saying, like, was there something that you saw? Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, did you feel like you weren't optimistic? No, I was really pessimistic. You, you, oh, yeah. Recognize that. I watch all the news and all the bad stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and article after article about gossip, about violence, and all this, and politics. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't bring me to, uh, to be in flow. Mm-hmm. That prevented me from being in flow mm-hmm. and from feeling good. Okay. But so. yeah, and to tell the truth, one of my really big goals is just to try mm-hmm. not to get sick. That's and, your goal. Yeah, I'm trying to test if 
if we can actually my thinking about it being mm-hmm. more optimistic yeah. i can actually use like send that energy to my body and not get sick and how how's it going for you so far so far so good people have been sick all around me like from my students yeah. from my colleagues to family members and mm-hmm. nothing so far yeah i have to say like none of us in this house have been ill oh yeah and besides i didn't get the flu shot because i don't like to get it for yeah, the last I did, i did get the flu shot yeah for the last five years i haven't gotten the flu shot because i see no purpose yeah but yeah. yeah, none of us, none of us have gotten anything. Like not even the kids, and not even the kids. That's which is something. Really cool. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's another like kind of like manifestation. Yeah, because the kids clearly they're they're at school with other kids, and I'm sure they're coming into contact with germs and stuff. And typically, they would have gotten a few colds by now, but there's like nothing. And guess, and something so incredible is happening. Because mm-hmm. every time we will go, we will go and visit family yeah. in Central California. If one of my nephews and nieces was sick, they will get sick as well. Yeah, yeah, and then it would like but now. Happen to but all this of us. time we've been like twice already. Yeah, and they've been in contact with my sick uh, uh, nephew mm-hmm. or even my sister, mm-hmm. and they we come back and nobody gets sick. Yeah. No. Yeah. So that's something, something I don't even like I for me at least I mean I think you're trying to do it more through like meditation and and you know and just keeping your mind positive but like I go a step well what I'm doing is I'm literally like not even saying the word like yeah. like sometimes I feel like I sneeze or something or maybe I'll wake up and I'll feel a little scratching or soreness in my throat but I'll literally feel it and I grab the thought and I like throw it away. Like I feel like I literally grab it and throw it away and I never think about it and I don't tell anyone, I don't say anything. It's like, I'm just gonna ignore it. It's not there and it, I don't know, it just seems to be working. And that is so interesting that you say that because for me in the past, even if I get up like with a, a scratchy throat, mm-hmm. I'll, the first thought that came to my mind, I'm going to get sick. Yeah, you would say that. And guess what happened? And then you will get sick. And then I will get sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. now I'm trying to do a 180 degree <laughs> turn. Turn, yeah. Do something different. And do something different and see what happens. All right. You know, some people say, oh, Paolo, you're taking it way too far. Well, I'm like, if I don't try, I don't. You won't know. I won't know. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. All right. Well, one month down. Yeah. January is done. January is done. And We're wow. Yeah, we're done with the first week of February. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yep. What else is going on? Is there anything else going on in our lives? Uh, oh, yeah, we just went to Washington, D.C. Oh, yes. We went to Washington, D.C. last week. Yeah, that was that was really cool. That was amazing. Yeah. Just to be like, exposed to that history mm-hmm. and to be able to read, be able to, yeah, read like the papers and like the the original documents the original documents yeah presence declaration of independence the constitution yeah um it was just yeah a very good experience Mm -hmm. and uh since we went like on the on the weekdays there was uh, like nobody there there was like nobody there so you were at one point i was in this like uh part a section of the the archives Mm -hmm. where there was nobody yeah it was just me and all this history Mm-hmm. And all this information, and I was, I felt that goosebumps just like 
going through my whole body, this energy. <laughs> And yeah. yeah, it was it was a very interesting experience. It was. It felt like I don't know, like we were connected to all this history, you know, connected, uh, like thinking about oh my gosh, Martin Luther King walked here and Lincoln and I don't know all these historic figures that are part of American history. Yeah, and somehow we were connected to them. And everything is so unique. You get mm -hmm. like a different vibe. Yeah. Like from being in the, the Library of Congress in front of the Capitol. Yeah. Uh, being the, with the original documents. Yeah, and right. the Lincoln Memorial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Martin Luther King Memorial. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, and uh, finally, uh, what we visited as well was the, the African American Museum. Oh, that was life-changing. It took, yeah, we were there for hours and we didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> until time <they> flew. <laughs> yeah, until they like threw us out. Yeah? Yeah, time flew by. That was... I don't know. Like I, I think that up until that moment, I had read about um, history, you know, slavery through books you read about or or listen or see um, information about the civil rights movement, but the way that the museum is. Um, crafted or created the experience that the way you go was built. through. Yes, um, for you to experience the experience floor by floor, and seeing it all together, I don't know. It just made so many things click. No, it's just like the way you tour. Yeah, the, the 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 museum is like from the beginning to the present day. Yeah, like even right before slavery, right? Like the 1400s yeah. and what was going on, the historical aspects of it. So many things. I don't know. But I think that the experience of watching it, uh, it go from slavery to the civil rights movement to segregation, you know, like I segregation, mean, sorry, movement, yeah. um, segregation to then civil rights movement to now. And like you completely understand why we are where we are in, mm -hmm. you know, in, in terms of history and um and racism and and everything like poverty and mass incarceration like you understand it at a like a really deeper level yeah like it it's just because yeah because me. you start connecting the dots yeah and you know no wonder this is a big issue mm -hmm. because you start connecting the dots and you see the cycles yes and it's so unique and so oh, yeah yeah but anyways it, it's we definitely recommend anyone that goes to Washington, D.C., like you must go to the yeah. African-American Museum. And, uh, yeah, and even we, we have to go in the future again because there's still so much to yeah, see. Yeah, we didn't see everything. Yeah. No, of course, like in four, four days? <laughs> no, not enough. Yeah, D do you remember what happened um, at the Lincoln Memorial? And um, Yeah, and even when, when you travel, uh -huh. you're going to encounter these disagreements. <laughs> Yes. To, to tell you the truth, <laughs> I, I completely have forgotten about it because for me, one thing's happened and this is something new that I'm also trying to... Mm -hmm. You're yeah, trying to let things go. Let things go. And I actually have forgotten about it. Oh, yeah. It wasn't until like a few minutes ago that you reminded me. Get, yeah, let me remember remind Remember what happened? Remember what happened at the, the end when I asked for an Uber? Was it Uber? Or yeah, Lyft? it was remember. an Uber. I ordered the Uber... And I got the Uber pool so that it'd be a little cheaper. And I guess I accidentally ordered it 
one passenger instead of two. And so they came and they didn't have room for the both of us. And then I was like, I'm so sorry. And had to cancel the Uber. And then what happened? And then what happened? Yeah. And I got upset. You did. But do, do you remember why I got upset? It wasn't because of the mistake of one passenger. I... What did I say when I was in, when we were inside the Lincoln Memorial? You said wait. Wait, do not order order the Uber. the Uber right now because it's based on GPS. Uh-huh. And they might come on on this side instead of this side instead of the front side. Mm-hmm. It, it's better for us to order once we're on the street. But did it come in the right side or not? Yes, it came on okay. the right side, but I told you please don't order it. Don't order it right now mm-hmm. because I, I I don't like the the feeling of being rushed. Mm-hmm. And for us, we were not being rushed. Well, it was kind of a rush. I need to get back. Like yeah, but, but still, it just like it wasn't that we were going to be late or anything. We were close by. Well, that's a matter for debate, clearly. And yeah, and I got and I got upset. Uh, yeah. You I, got angry. I got angry. And I was I told you not to order the over mm-hmm. a few minutes and you did. And I did. And then I said, okay, honey, I, I get it. But like, we got to let it go. Let's order the, let's order another car. But you didn't let it go. Yeah. You say, let it go. Yeah, please, let and it then, go. Yeah. I'm sorry. And then, yeah. yeah. And you said, oh yeah, let's get a taxi. And we and went to the taxis. Taxi. Yeah. And, and you asked like, how much would it be? And he was like, wow, like three times as much. Well, twice, pues. Not even. It was like a few dollars more. No. Oh, my God. But still, I, yeah, I couldn't let it go. But you couldn't let it go. And, and I, I like, reminded oh you again. But I told you not to order the Uber. Yeah. And then I said, you know what? I can't even handle. We've been together all day long. I will catch another car. Yeah. That's what you told me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Give me my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Because you have my cell phone, mm-hmm. I'm gonna order the Uber, and we're gonna they're gonna come and they're gonna pick us up, and we can go to a hotel. But forget that, I took my own car. But guess what, my <laughs> wife did. I'm not going with you. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna order my own. I'm like, but I already ordered it. It's like two minutes away, and you mm-hmm. go no, no. I don't want to be in the same car with you. And see, so, so we took different taxis back. Yeah, we took uh, yeah we took different cars back, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's how stubborn people are. That's how stubborn some people are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that was experience. But at the end of the day, it was it was good that we take separate cars. Yes, because when I was uh, like uh, in the in the Uber, uh-huh. I was reflecting where did I mess up, and I was like, yeah, I should have let it go. It, it happened, and since I'm trying this new thing, mm-hmm. it just it happened. It was done. Move on. And you know what? Like in that moment, I felt like, why is it such a crime to make a mistake? Like that's what it felt like in that moment. Like, like I understand looking back that afterwards when we talked that you were like, I was actually mad. You told me that you were actually mad because you told me not to order the Uber and I ordered it. Because that's what you were really no, mad at. Yeah. And the thing is like, I feel it is not the first time that I feel that you don't respect my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because in the past it's happened, not things similar in similar right. ways. And, but in the moment, I what I felt like what what you were triggering for me was that it's not safe to make a mistake. I can't make a mistake, right? It's like it's unforgivable. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you kept going at it, 
kept making me feel bad over what, what that's how it felt like to me. That's what was being triggered for me. Like, I can't make a mistake here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for you, it was, you're not listening to me. That's what I triggered for you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not listening to me. And this is not, this is not the first time you don't really consider my opinion ever. Right. Yeah. I went that far. Which is not true. Which is, yeah, not true because that's how my <laughs> mind works. But that's the story that you're yeah. playing in your head. In my head, exactly. But it was, at the end of the day, it was great. So it was, And I was talking actually. to the Uber guy and he was telling me where you're from. I'm from LA. Oh, my God. I have like a, some acquaintances that live in LA. How's the weather? How's everything? Mm-hmm. And, and Yeah. But at the same time, I was re- reflecting. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. So that's why when, when I got back to a hotel and I was the first one to get there. Mm-hmm. I was just ready to talk about it because yeah, I, f- for me, I feel that we need to talk about whenever we have like disagreements. Yeah, we had a we. The sooner the better. It out. Yeah, the sooner the better. So, I had to to be mature enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be mature enough and talk about it. And this is what I felt. Mm-hmm. And you told me your perspective, and that was it. Yeah, I feel like we really turned a new leaf. I don't know. It felt like we we fixed that rather quickly yeah but i'm not going to lie to you i was like uh, at the beginning of the ride i was like still mad even more <laughs> even mad not because you didn't res- uh respecting my opinion but even ma- way more mad because you were by yourself in another car mm-hmm. and we are tourists and for the first time in dc mm-hmm. and how can it be possible for you to be in another car and me in another car <laughs> just because you know there's a part of me that about was, disagreement i have to tell you there was a part of me that wanted to draw a line in the sand like i don't always have to be around no uh, and he even <laughs> went too <laughs> Did far you get that no this is the thing <laughs> and i even went that far i'm like you know what i shouldn't get to the room because then jesin is gonna be worried and she's gonna call me <laughs> oh my god yeah and i'm gonna uh, uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna teach her no yeah i'm gonna teach her and uh, maybe she's gonna go something happened to him and now oh and now call. i'm gonna feel bad yeah <laughs> you don't know mas <laughs> no you're horrible yeah and uh, probably leave a note or something no oh no not leave a note or anything yeah because uh-huh. i need to worry you you, you were gonna <laughs> make someone call me and ask yeah. for ransom <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, the things that come to my mind, seriously. But I was like, no, in, in, by talking to the guy, I just relaxed. You calm down. I calm down. Yes, me. I calm down and I was like, no, we need to talk about it as soon as you see it gets here because I, th- I, I thought that you were going to be there, mm-hmm. actually. And there, and but no, you were not. All right. And I was the first one. And we, yeah, it was. We hashed it out. Yeah, and it was so. It was just like quick and to the point and and we saw it why and mm-hmm. we understood each other yeah we i think we had both like calmed down and we yeah we're ready to talk about it we accepted yeah we were also by ourselves so there was like no hiding either yeah no kids no kids yeah mm-hmm. no kids no friends no excuses no, yeah. mm-hmm. well there you go guys that is our recap of washington dc mm-hmm. in our trip it was it was great yeah it, it was, was great. after that yeah, we had, had a great time yeah we didn't have any more disagreements nope. after that Mm-mm. and that happened the first thing mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So it's time to get to our interview for today. But before we do that, we wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about Studio. So Studio is revolutionizing the way people see headphones much the same way that we at Somos Padres are revolutionizing the way that people think about parenting. And I'm trying right now the region headphones. Yeah. And uh, what I like so far about these headphones is just uh, the design and the audio quality. Right, because I know that I have this pair of headphones, and I think they're really cute, but you're always telling me that they have like horrible sound Yeah, yeah, sound the sound quality. is just horrible. Right, and, yeah. then, and then you have a really expensive pair of headphones that I think is really ugly. Yeah, you think that they're bulky. Yeah, so uh, Studio is the blend of both things so far for us. So right now, Studio is offering our listeners a 15% discount when you use our code SOMOSPADRES. So you guys can head on over to studio.com, check them out. We're going to link to them. And FYI, they do ship worldwide for free. So super bonus because I hate paying shipping on yep. anything. <laughs> yep. So we're going to get to our interview for today that we are super excited about. Uh, today, we have a representative from Echo Parenting. And yeah, and Echo, and it's because of Echo that our parenting evolution started. I know. And I had the opportunity to actually meet the um, founder of Echo not too long ago. And I was just like, oh my God, Ruth, like my parenting life changed because of you. So we're super excited to have them on. And without any more of us talking, like, let's get to the interview. We will catch you guys on the other side. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody, and welcome to our next episode. I'm here with Rosie, Rosie Cayetano, mm-hmm. a parent educator at ECHO, ECHO Parenting? Or and Echo? Education, ECHO Parenting and Education. ECHO Parenting and Education. This is awesome. I've been um, wanting to have this conversation for a while, and I'm super excited that we get to do it today. So let's get started. Okay. Okay. So um, tell us about how you were raised. So whatever you feel comfortable sharing, but um, if you could tell us enough that it gives us a context to understand where you are coming from as a parent. Okay. Um, so I'm an only child. Okay. Um, and it was just, I was raised by my mom, mm-hmm. um, along with lots of external family members, uncles, aunts, cousins. Mm-hmm. We all lived together. So it was a bunch of children in one small apartment with a lot of adults. Okay. And um, we were, I was raised um, with a lot of um, punishments and rewards. Okay. So if I did good things, I would get rewards and a good pat on the back and Mm -hmm. lots of love. But if I behaved in a way that my mom thought it was not correct, mm-hmm. then I would get a spanking, and the spanking wasn't necessarily just with her hands. It could be with anything that was nearby. It could okay. be with a chancla, uh-huh. it could be with a cable, um, whatever was there. Whatever especially was nearby. Yeah, especially if she was super mad at me, then the belt was one that mm-hmm. was the, the one, the go-to. I yeah. remember the belt. Um, but yeah, that's just the way it was mm-hmm. with all of the families. And and it was hard because we would get in trouble very frequently since we lived with so many kids. There was a lot cousins. of cousins. Yeah, yeah. Always. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All so right. that was that was um that was fun to have a lot of kids and to play with and be around. Um 
but at the same time it made it very difficult because you um we had to learn very quickly that you either share or you're going to get in trouble right um or hide you know or lie uh-huh. the lying was really very very well done as mm-hmm. we got we got older mm-hmm. um and, and a lot of shaming too because um again they had certain expectations of all of us mm-hmm. so if we didn't do something then it was um reflecting on them because right. they're the parents so mm-hmm. And, and it was a lot of adults. So then if someone would do something, it's like, oh, your daughter is this and this and that. Or, yeah. you know, why don't you tell her anything? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so the, it, it was really hard too, very, very hard being with with everybody and all these expectations that they held with each other as adults. But then us kids, too, okay. um, not knowing, you know, that that's what they that's where they were coming from and, and then the pressure did you grow up here in LA or? I grew up here in LA um, my my mom is from Mexico mm-hmm. and all of my family um, and we I was born in Mexico too but I came here as, a, as an infant uh-huh. and we would visit back home um, but yeah it was here in LA and all my um, cousins were born here um, so yeah, most of my childhood's been here in in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. And, and how many? Do you have kids? Yes, I have three children. Okay. Um, the oldest is twenty two, and she has a baby now, okay. uh, so almost two year old. Mm-hmm. And my second one, my daughter Stella, she is seventeen, mm-hmm. um, and my son is um, David. He's gonna. He's sixteen. He just turned sixteen. Oh wow. Yeah. So um, it's been quite a journey with mm-hmm. all them, and now they're um, getting into adulthood, mm-hmm. and it's very different now. The next chapter for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, can you tell us about Echo and um, your current role with the organization? Yeah. Um, so I I met um, our our founder Ruth Beaglehole uh, when I was a teen mother um, with my first one Rosie. That's her name's also Rosie, oh. and. Um, and I was just trying to finish high school. Um, and I found a place that could help me out doing that. And at the same time, I could bring my daughter. Mm-hmm. So she'd be in childcare okay. and I would be able to go to school. And part of the um, the requirement was to take the parenting classes with this, this woman. Okay. And I was like, oh, why does somebody have to tell me? I don't want to take parenting classes. I don't need them. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I was young and I was going through so many other things that I didn't want to do that aside from having to do homework and, and right. be in school. But um, I saw that, I, I said, well, my child can be near me, I'm gonna go to school. Okay. So I took the parenting classes with her and um, here is, and here's, you know, like, I would see her as like, oh, she's so smart, she knows a lot, you know. Um, but at the same time, I was doubtful because I'm like, here's this white woman <laughs> right. telling me, this Latina, like, you're doing it all wrong. That's how I felt. Yeah. And especially because then you dive into your own, childhood and then you're like oh my god did they do something wrong mm-hmm. how messed up they didn't love me mm-hmm. so it was very hard because mm-hmm. you i had to work on myself first mm-hmm. before i can really listen to her, to every information that was being presented about parenting mm-hmm. so it was really really hard it was very hard but it was also very um like very uh how should i say nurturing in the way she did it and respectful but at the same time very healing how old were you then I was um, 17 years old when I met her. Okay. Um, so it was a lot to take in. I mean, as it is, I was dealing with DV too. Mm-hmm. So domestic it was re- violence. domestic violence. Yeah, it was really hard for me to 
to do all of that at mm -hmm. once. It was really, really hard. But then I look forward to it every time. And so that grew, I grew, and I grew, and I grew, and it just changed my life. It mm -hmm. changed the way I viewed my daughter. It changed the way I viewed children in mm -hmm. general and every human being, the way we treat people. Mm -hmm. um, and so years, years passed by. I graduated from the program. I uh, completed everything. But I continued to have this relationship with ECHO. Okay. And then ECHO uh, began the organization, ECHO Parenting and Education, okay. um, or it was called the Center for Nonviolent Parenting and Education. Mm -hmm. And um, they began offering the parenting classes to all parents because Ruth felt like this isn't just for teen parents. This isn't just for young mothers. It mm -hmm. should be for everybody. Okay, so she started by doing it just in the in that school in that school yeah and that uh with okay. uh with la unified okay. uh, bringing in that program so that she could work with the teens and then at the same time they were finishing their high school diploma oh, okay. and then it became the center for nonviolence. yeah and she just um got out of that system and then felt like oh, i need to i this is something i need to work on mm -hmm. on a whole different level with everybody it's community. a it's a community thing mm -hmm. it's not just one piece and I'm sure she had other ideas too but yeah um, but yeah she started the center and I and I continued again to uh, have that relationship with her and then time went by and then we got trained more fully to become uh, trainers mm -hmm. to implement and teach this philosophy in the community and in, in a, the organization with ECHO um, so we even d dived more into our selves and healing and talking about um, all the science behind it because mm -hmm. that's the part that was really hard for some or it's hard for some people to really understand like why are you choosing to do this like right. who's telling you to do this how do you know this is correct right right like what are you basing this information on yeah and yeah. so that was a big piece of learning that I didn't have mm -hmm. you know um, so yeah that just kept my relationship and so now I get to um, teach the parenting classes um, here at ECHO, but also in the community um, that it could be a school base, it can be a, a, a shelter, um, it could be anyone who's mm -hmm. seeking to have a parenting class at their site or just a private in, in home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Um, can you tell us uh, more deeply, because we've kind of been um, talking around it, but what is nonviolent parenting? So nonviolent parenting is a different view, a different way of looking at how you want your relationship to be with your children. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we always we always use this question like, if you could, what kind of qualities would you like your child to have when they become adults? Mm -hmm. What kind of relationship would you like to have with your children when they become adults? So it makes you think about, okay, all these things that you would love to see, like compassion and understanding, kindness, um, patience, respect. But then you think about, well, how are you going to how are you going to raise a child to be that way? Well, it's in relationship with them as they're growing up. So I think, yeah. so nonviolent parenting is a philosophy that we carry about raising children without violence. But violence is defined, uh, or we define violence as anything that can hurt the child's, uh, a person, mm -hmm. a human being, mm -hmm. um, heart, spirit, um, uh, emotional, uh, verbal. Mm -hmm. um, so violence isn't just physical. It's right. 
everything else about like how you talk to your child, how you uh, are treated, words that come out of your mouth, you know, anything that can hurt that that spirit um, of a child. So this philosophy is really more about like creating a, a deep lev uh, level of respect mm -hmm. for all human beings, no matter how old they are. Yeah, I, I when 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 I first found Echo, um, I know that for what attracted me to it was the fact that it, it was nonviolent parenting. And at that point, the only thing that I had figured out was I didn't want to spank my kids anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but I remember walking in and also reading, um, the unconditional, the unconditional parenting. Parent, yes. By Alfie Cohn, uh -huh. where he defined, right. Also, um, nonviolent and and in this deeper more uh, broader bolder definition of what it means to be nonviolent yeah which i mean if you're um if anyone has you know in the beginning a hard time grasping just not being physical with their children but now really going deeper and looking at the broader view mm -hmm. um, which i mean i found i was completely sold and i was like yes yes and yes and yeah we, and you know it really resonated with me yeah um did you ever spank your kids yes i did yeah yes i did um because again it's it's part of your culture too in a way that you are raised uh the way i was raised anyways i can't speak to, for everybody mm -hmm. but um you know fear is mm -hmm. what you do to get uh something that you want and so if it's really difficult you're in, you're with your child and they're let's just use this example crying and crying and crying you get uh you, if you don't have tools to help you calm down mm -hmm. then your automatic thing to do is hit mm -hmm. you know because you think okay if i instill fear if I hit them, they're going to be quiet. They're going to shut right. up. They're going to listen and obey. Right. And so that's what I was brought up with. So, yes, of course I did that. Um, mm -hmm. And plenty of times, even throughout my journey, right. learning about this. Yeah, even learning, even, even knowing after all the stuff I've learned about the brain and things like that. I did it and I felt horrible, but I did. Mm -hmm. Because I am not perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've always um, told everyone with when learning about this philosophy like we can hold ourselves to this level of like perfectness and mm -hmm. that we are never going to do that and i great if you do don't yeah. awesome yeah. but i can't do that for myself because i'm gonna set up myself for failure and feel i mean i already feel bad if i did it right but right. i don't i don't want to hold that that's also coming from that dominant you know paradigm where you're like you know, instilling so much like bad on yourself. Oh, you're such a horrible parent. I don't need that. I already can get that from other people, you know, yeah. so. So but I did. you mentioned parent paradigm. So what are like some of the, um, some of the information that you guys provide um, to parents to help them understand, you know, um, maybe more deeply why they may want to consider not spanking anymore? Like what are, you know, what is some of the information that you guys provide to them? So we, we, we do start with thinking about, like I said, being, being more aware of like, okay, what, um, first we, we talk about ourselves. We have, to, we have to first talk about ourselves and what's going on, a what's alive for the parent mm -hmm. presently 
before we can go there. Because again, you don't want to be judged. You don't want to be criticized or told that you're being a, you're being a bad parent. Mm -hmm. So we talk more about our childhood, like talk about like, how was it for you? Yeah. How were those? And we talk about maybe some of those difficult moments. Like, so what would you have liked differently if you could, mm -hmm. if you if you would um, have something different, be done different with you, what would it be? Right. And so a lot of the times we get parents that say, well, I wish my parent would have not hit me at that time because it wasn't my fault. I was too young. I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. Or I would have wanted someone to come and, and make sure I was safe first, mm -hmm. you know, instead of making, you know, instilling more pain. Right. I was already in pain. I don't right. need more pain. Yeah. And so when we talk about those things and it becomes more real mm -hmm. for them to think about like, well, I don't. I don't want to do this anymore then. I don't want to spank, mm -hmm. you know, like because, you yeah, because we have to talk about our experiences. And not that everyone's been spanked, but we can use just verbal things that yeah. were said, you know, right. because a lot of things were, parents tell me, well, I didn't get spanked. Okay, that doesn't mean that, we're not saying that everyone's childhood was bad, but, right. you know, what about if there was a disconnection or you became a teenager did you um, hide things from your parents did mm -hmm. you like um not always go to them first why question why didn't you why did you feel safe in your home was your home a place where you could know you could be yourself and genuine or did you have to be someone different you know and and think about those how was that relationship and why mm -hmm. and so then it makes them think like well maybe because of the response that i would get from my parents Right. You know, you're afraid of that. Yeah. Like well. maybe the response or it wasn't going to be open. It wasn't going to be uh, engaged, like where you can listen to me and not judge me. Just hear me out first yeah. before you say something or do something physically. Mm -hmm. So then that makes them think like, well, then maybe I do want a different way of raising my child. And, and so then that gets them curious mm -hmm. to hear more about it. And then... Um, do you guys lay um, a foundation of, you know, talking about the brain, talking about like maybe what are some of the effects? I mean, because there there's effects that are obviously emotional in terms of the relationship and the breakdown of that relationship mm -hmm. between the child and the parent. But there's also what is happening to the brain when a, a child gets hit. There's yeah. also right. Yeah, we we do talk about that. Um, I think uh, because our our the parenting classes are uh, ten week sessions, mm -hmm. and so we we take it slow because it's a lot to handle all at once. But we do right. get to the scientific part of it, um, and and very um, I want to say very simple. Right. You know, nothing complicated because we're not doctors and I'm not going to use those words. <laughs> right. but, but Neurobiologists. Yeah, Neuroscientists. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. But we do talk about like what happens in the brain uh, scientifically, what's happening in the brain when you're under stress, when you are, um, when a child is crying and crying or mm -hmm. having a hard and difficult moment and they um, are not responsive to you, you know, what's going on in their brain and what's also going on in the brain of the adult as well. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about those um, levels of stress and how that shuts down the brain and you can't access your higher thinking of your part of your brain mm -hmm. where you can um, think and critically analyze and process and mm -hmm. maybe make a better decision, the decision-making part of your brain, which right. is your top part of your brain. Um, so we talk about how all those three or the functions of the brain 
happen so quickly and then when we're under stress they cannot process they can't connect you can't right. do a better decision and then the, the adult as well right. and so then they understand child development you know what is a clear expectation that we could have of a one-year-old a two-year-old a three and so forth and so forth even as adults yeah um and so then it it, it this is a backup of like this is what's physically going on, and this is what's been shown and studied. Okay. Now we have this other part about the emotional, uh, you know, vocabulary, emotional literacy, be building emotional capacity, and it just all comes together, and parents are like, oh. Like, now I get it. Yeah, it's like, wow, if I would have known that or my parents would have known that, mm -hmm. you know, then we would have been... Uh, taught differently you know right. we would have been raised differently would we would handle situations very differently or stress in general or just everyday life situations would mm -hmm. be different we would see humans differently instead of you know oh that's a good person well that's a bad person or even like oh they're doing this on purpose mm -hmm. you know yeah. or they're trying that. to hurt me they're trying to hurt me yeah yeah um what do parents usually bring up for you like as worries like because I know it's hard, like, to get rid of your clutch play, right? It's mm -hmm. like, well, you know, what, what are the worries that parents bring up when they, when you first present, like, maybe, you know, not hitting? Are there, are there any things that you hear yeah. from them, like? Oh, I definitely hear lots of concerns because they're, they, again, you, you, own, you have your home, but right. then you have society. And you have your, and even before that, you have your family members, your mother or your father or other siblings. And if, and, and there's all this criticism that comes along with trying to do something very different that's not the normal. Mm -hmm. And so parents are like, well, what if my child runs the show? What if they step all over me? Yeah. Or what if, you know, they become, you know, uh, bad? They, you, they start to manipulate me because mm -hmm. they know that I'm not going to hit. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, yeah, they, they're concerned that this isn't going to be effective, that mm -hmm. it's not going to work. Right. You know? Um, so there's a lot of worry about that, first with their children, but then they think about, like, oh, my God, I'm going to be judged by the others. They're going to say, well, why aren't you teaching your child manners? Why aren't you teaching your child to be well-behaved or respectful? Or why do you let them talk to you that way? Mm -hmm. You know, because we're now allowing expression of feelings. Mm -hmm. And that can be very hard to hear mm -hmm. for some parents. So what, do you, what advice do you give them when they share these worries? I use my personal experience. I also know and, and believe that, yes, it's very hard. Like, I give them lots of empathy. I'm not going to lie to them. I'm not going to say this is a little magic tool. It's going to fix everything. No, it's now not. they're going to be little angels. Yeah, it's not. This isn't a one-day <laughs> like transformation, this is a mm -hmm. lifelong journey, I tell mm -hmm. them. This is the way you view other human beings. This is the way you want relationships to be with your adult husband, with your mom, with your sister. So this is a lifestyle, this is a way of living. Mm -hmm. This is a way of you carrying yourself, a philosophy that you believe in, something mm -hmm. you strongly believe in. So right. I tell them, if this is something you wanna do, it's gonna take a lot of hard work. I don't say it's easy, I say it's a lot of hard work, it's a lot of investment. Uh, it's a lot of um, healing process between you and your child. Um, it's not a quick fix, 
But I use my example of my children. I say, I have three kids and I can see the different relationship that I have with them that I didn't have with my mom. And I'm not saying my mom's a bad mother. Mm -hmm. She did her best she could with the tools that she had, with the knowledge that she had. Yeah. You know? Um, but now I see my relationship with them and they come to me, not all the time. We're not, I'm not a perfect mother, mm -hmm. but... I see that with them, it's very different. And we can talk about things that I never got to talk to about my mom because that was a something you don't do. Right. I, what if I get, you know, hit in the mouth? Don't, don't even say that, you right. know? And so I'm very grateful for that, you know, because mm -hmm. I know that they can come to me and we can talk about anything in the world, anything that's on their mind, or they can say things that I, might, I maybe don't want to hear because I don't want to hear some stuff mm -hmm. that might be very personal yes but <laughs> I'm glad I can have that and that's what I use and you know and I, like I said it, it's a long life journey and you won't see the results right now you see them later when they're adults when they have their children right you know you see the way they are and it's like wow mm -hmm. it's a big change yeah what about when people say because I know personally I've heard this a lot is um, well I was hit and I turned out fine like what's the problem yeah like, what, what do you tell people? Yeah, and, and I don't, I respect that if that's how they feel. Mm -hmm. Because again, like I said, it's not necessarily that you were hit, you know. Um, but I, I tell them, well, that's it. I just give them a lot of empathy and I, and I think about I try to hold back and not be judgmental myself. Right. But I just hold it and I say, well, I just want us to think about our relationship with our current children. Yeah. Maybe you, nothing of those things happened with you, but think about your relationship with your child now and where it is. How would you describe it right now in three words? Well, how would you describe that relationship? Mm -hmm. Is there anything you think you would want to change? Mm -hmm. um, because maybe there is something and they just don't know it yet. You know, it's really hard. It's like me. It's like if. When I heard this, I was like, really, it's really hard not to go there and open a, a box that you don't want to dive deep into and think about how yeah, your relationship really was scary. with your parent. That was, yeah. it's really hard because you feel sad for your inner child. You feel hurt. You're like, oh, if they wouldn't have done that, mm -hmm. maybe my, I would have made better decisions. I don't know. You know, right. so it's really hard for some people. So I, I just I respect that. And I just say, you know, it's not it's not their moment yet. But all I can do is model, mm -hmm. share what I know and in hopes that they will also see um, if if they're ready for it, you know, yeah. and if they're open it to it. It sounds like something they want to. Yeah, because yeah, because this, this is about respecting everyone's choice. We all have a choice. Right. We can't um, make someone do or the philosophy isn't about, you know, forcing it. Yeah, forcing it and saying yeah. this is the right way because we don't want to come across like that. That's something that you you make you that decision. To. Yeah. It comes and, to you, you like you feel like it resonates for you. Yeah. And even for our listeners today that, you know, might be listening, this like it resonates for you or maybe it just doesn't. Yeah. And that's just fine too. It's yeah. about sharing information and giving yeah. people options. Yeah. I mean I think when we first said okay or for me I was like I just don't want to spank anymore but I was like but then what am I gonna do like I didn't really um I was looking for options yeah I was like well then what are we supposed to do because I don't really know what else yeah um and that's partly what led me um to echo um 
What do you think, um, what do you think, you know, thinking about parents who are like, you know what, yeah, this resonates for, with me. I really want to try and stop spanking. Like, what do you think is like the beginning of that? Like, what are the first things they should do or first steps if they're trying to stop that? Yeah, well, I would invite them to come to ECHO <laughs> and education and parenting. Yeah. But um, I think it's, it's really um, finding uh, support because mm -hmm. you can't do this alone. Um, it, it's really hard to do this, this, uh, this change that you want, that you're finding yourself in. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's important to find a place that you, that, that, that you can be like, okay, this is a place that also is practicing what I know to be true. What is my truth? You or know, find somebody else right. that also is on this journey. Yeah. Like find your tribe. Yeah. Find your tribe of like-minded parents who are, yeah. are that you guys are supporting each other in this change. Yeah. Because yeah. it's really, it, it's not an alone thing. It's a community. Yeah. It's yeah. raising a, a, a community together for change, you know? So that's, that's important too. Um, and then also, uh, yourself like practicing a lot of breathing a lot of self-care um finding ways to deal with stress in a healthy way mm -hmm. whether that's reading writing hearing music walking whatever it is that you need to do for self-care because being with your children mm -hmm. every single day can be very hard when yeah. especially uh, like I can remember my oldest, she um, just was one that was, you know, very strong willed. She knew what she wanted, mm -hmm. you know, had a voice because I taught her to have a voice. Mm -hmm. And so it was very hard, but I had to do a lot of self-care and a lot of like prepping prior to, <laughs> you know, going somewhere with her because I knew what was going to happen. So that was my way of helping myself. Like, We're going to Target. I need to prep. Uh -huh. I need to pre I need to prepare that she's gonna want this and she's what would I say how would I engage and then a lot of like okay caring for myself because I knew that I was gonna be I need to protect myself in a way that okay I wasn't gonna let others and my mom and other people influence or change my mind because it's very hard if you're doing it alone right. that's why I say you need to go find a community you need mm -hmm. to go to, you need to be involved with um, friends families who are also doing this practice mm -hmm. of not wanting to spank not yeah. wanting to use you know any physical or just I don't know in the broader sense yeah hurtful words yeah and, yeah yeah you need to have support yeah. Someone to run to because you're going to need to want to talk to someone, mm -hmm. you know, to, to be like, well, what to would you vent. do? Yeah. Well, you know, you or like, oh, I'm feeling so mad and upset, mm -hmm. you know, and someone to just release all of that. Right. So you, you know? don't release it on your kids. Yeah. 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 Well, what if we do? You know, because um, obviously this, you don't get it right away. You can't stop right away. You're, we are all going to have our moments when we lose it. Mm -hmm. So what if we do lose it? What do we do then? What do you what do you tell parents? Like, how do you then go from that? Yeah. Like, you hit them, you yelled at them, whatever, and then, or you punish them. Um, how do you then, and now you regret it. What, what should you do next? Yeah. Well, I love this part of our philosophy here. Mm -hmm. um, that we have this thing of practicing of uh, mourning, celebrating and mourning. Yeah. 
And one piece of the mourning is like, yeah, well, we might have hit. We might have done something that broke the connection mm -hmm. between you and your child. And so part of that is coming back and talking about what happened. Maybe not immediately, depending on what age of the child is. But I can recall when my child was small and I had, done, I had hit David mm -hmm. that because young children are, are wanting connection right away, they don't want to be distant or separated from the parent. I, I knew right away, I was like, oh, I didn't, I, I didn't want to do that. I messed up. I shouldn't have hit him. Immediately, my brain went into give him empathy, connect. I wrote him a book. We wrote a book about spanking mm -hmm. and how mommy spanked David. And mommy was really um, upset. And it was just about, like, not blaming my son, of course, because this mm -hmm. wasn't his fault. This was right. all me. Right. Um, and we got to talk to him about it. I read him the book. It was mm -hmm. simple words for him to comprehend what mm -hmm. had happened. And we reconnected. Okay. You know, and I rubbed the part where I hit him, mm -hmm. you know, it, and in a way that I also was very respectful and mindful. And I asked him if I could touch, you know, um, his hand because it was his hand, and he said yes, because he was about, I want to say, like eight years old. Okay. And so it was very beautiful, um, a very uh, healing for me. I, I want to say for him too, but for me, because I felt like, oh, this is the repairing yeah. of, of the disconnection that we just had, of the hurt that I just imposed, that I fear that he had of mommy, and mommy loves him. And that's mm -hmm. the thing, is that your mom... You say that you are you love your child, you you love him unconditionally, and here's this person that says that they love you and they just hit you. Right. So that's confusing to them. They're they they're confused. Yeah, they yeah. just hurt you. So it's like, oh my God, does she really love me? You know, because she just hit me and really hard or whatever it was. And so, I, it was important for my son to know, like, yeah, that was all me. I wasn't ready. I was flooded with mm -hmm. a bunch of feelings. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of unmet needs and I couldn't think clearly. I couldn't be present with him. Yeah. And so that was very nurturing. And so that repairing of the, of the rupture mm -hmm. of that was very, very important for me to do. And, and I was able to do it immediately. Yeah. Um, but now it looks different with my teenagers, of course, because they're all teenagers now. <laughs> the repairing looks different. <laughs> yeah, it looks different. It takes a lot of time and a lot more yeah. conversations yeah. Um, and days because, you know, you they're older. They 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 hold me accountable, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I also do, too. But they know that I'm practicing something very different for them. And so I think that's why it could become very like, oh, my God, my mom is, you know. But, but, but we have conversations about, you know, the topic about how hard it is to be a parent. And it's not easy. Yeah, and, and I think what's so beautiful is that with this philosophy or thinking this way, it's that there is no expectation of perfection. And even when these ruptures happen, when these moments happen, they're actually opportunities to, in some way, um, connect and bond on a deep level with your with your child when you can say these things like how else are they going to know how to apologize if they never hear us apologize how are they yeah. going to know how to what what happens when they make a mistake if they don't see what we do yeah when we it's do the that. modeling it's the modeling yeah so I got all teary-eyed listening to you yeah. talking about that yeah you know just thinking about you know moments that I've had 
too with my kids and I don't know they you feel like a deeper sense of connection with I do yeah you know after actually yeah you take that opportunity to repair yeah you know yeah it's ones. it's more it's more meaningful and it's like oh that's my inner child healing too yeah because I didn't get that yeah and I would have wanted my mom to come back mm -hmm. to tell me that it wasn't Sorry, my fault yeah. I was just a child mm -hmm. you know and I didn't know Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that's what I think of with them, you know, that we don't know, we're learning, mm -hmm. you know, we we um, can't expect for them to uh, do things the way we want because they also have a choice, they also have a voice, they also have, um, you know, decisions that sometimes aren't going to be the, the decisions we would like, right. but we still love them unconditionally, They're yeah. still, they, they are still our children. Mm -hmm. um, you, we didn't really talk about um, your uh, spouse, your mm -hmm. husband, but I'm wondering, do you guys see eye to eye on this? Yeah. Like, how did you bring him into it? Or did you bring him into it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, he's had a different journey. He had a much harder uh, childhood. He was, he was really severely punished, not mm -hmm. just spanked, mm -hmm. but like really physically hurt. Mm -hmm. on a much deeper level and emotionally too. Mm -hmm. So it's been very hard for him yeah. um, because he feels that at moments, yes, he sees eye to eye with me and he understands what I'm trying to do and what we've been doing because now we have teenagers um, and he's seen the results uh, or he mm -hmm. knows the, rela the relationships are very different mm -hmm. between him and the kids and me and the kids. Right. Um, but he's been respectful. He's been supportive. And he does come back to me and he says, well, what would you do, Rosie? What would you, how would you handle it? You know, mm -hmm. so then I know that he's thinking about it, you know, yeah. that he's also open to it. Yeah. But it's hard for him because his inner child, his every, everything that they did. And, and, and I want to say really, really damaged, mm -hmm. hurtful, poor little boy. Mm -hmm. You know, and so he hasn't had that moment where he's been able to heal from a lot of those wounds. Yeah. You know, so it's really hard for him. It's really, really hard for him to parent. But I'm very glad that we do it together and that I can jump in and step in and help him, not right. invading his space because right. I want him to also be. It's a delicate I, dance. Yeah, it is. It's very delicate. But. I come in when I feel that I need to come in, mm -hmm. and I talk to him about it. We talk about it, like how it was, and when I talk to my children, I do a lot of talking <laughs> in my family, <laughs> um, and so it, it just it's a lot of work. It's a lot mm -hmm. of work because I feel like I'm also parenting him type in some of thing. way. Yeah, I think in we some do way. that. I I I do think um, if you believe that you know we learn in relationship, you know that yeah our spouses and in each other we we in some way do reparent i don't know if parent is the right word uh -huh. but we do that healing for each other too yeah 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 we definitely do we talk a lot about it and there's some memories that come back to him and he's like oh my gosh that's why i react that way or that's mm -hmm. why i do that and then he changes and he's like, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. You know, but I can't hurry him up. I no. can't push it. No. Yeah. You know, but I can be supportive. I can hear him and I can also hear my kids and be there for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I do a lot of self-care because it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's very hard. It's very hard. I, I feel sometimes uh, just like 
you need to come to a parenting class. And he has come, mm -hmm. but he's very, very like, uh, he puts up a wall because again, it's very hurtful to go into your own childhood because that's what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, you have to be ready. Yeah. You have to be ready and willing to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on my stuff. Yeah, it's very hard. Yeah. Yeah, so, but... Yeah, we, we it's a lot long life journey and yeah, absolutely it's it's um it's been great. I'm so uh, glad you hard. shared that though because I think that a lot of times we don't one hundred percent agree with our spouses on how we're gonna parent. Yeah. But um I love that you, you know, just shared how you're not one hundred percent on the same page, but you guys you managed to to still parent together, mm -hmm. you know, and it can be done. It yeah. can be done and you can hold that delicate balance. But I think a lot of it is that you're so um, grounded mm -hmm. and you have a lot of empathy for him. If you're not, I, I think that's where we get like astray yeah. in marriages or in partnerships yeah. is when we can't have empathy for our spouse and understand where they're coming from. Yeah. If you didn't have that, then you know, if you couldn't give that, what you're trying to give to your kids, if you couldn't give it to your spouse or your partner, mm -hmm. it's it's kind of over. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah it is hard because you're talking about two different styles of parenting. Mm -hmm. um, and it is very hard. Um, I think uh, like my, my kids say, mom, you have lots of patience. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I breathe. I think mm -hmm. about what would you like? I think about what your needs are, his needs. Yeah. It's a lot of that. It's a balance, it's a dance. I said that's exactly what it is to have a relationship not just with me, but with the relationships you're going to have with your friends, with your partner in the future if you decide to have yeah. one, you know. Um it's it's all about that even in your workplace, Absolutely. you know. So this isn't just your kids. This is like the way you live all the time yeah it's the way of being yeah <laughs> so they're like yeah so we, that's you know that's i think um they're they're coming to a place too of a lot of understanding and empathy for their dad but yeah. also they can hold truth to say to him you know i didn't like that i don't like when you talk to me that way that makes me feel scared or you know so i like that they have a voice uh, yeah that's beautiful um you know that's and, what we want that's what we want for our kids yeah when we think about it we want them to be able to say what they think yeah not be afraid yeah yeah definitely well thank you so much rosie i enjoyed this conversation a whole lot thank you so much so, do, you, do you think is there anything that i that you really wanted to say about i don't know the philosophy that maybe i didn't hit on um i don't know but <laughs> All I know is that this works, you know, yeah. uh, this is a life changing process, not just for you as a parent, mm -hmm. um, but for everybody, mm -hmm. for everybody and, and for you, you know, uh, you yourself, your inner child, you know, you get to do a lot of self healing, a lot of um, a lot of reflecting mm -hmm. and, and then you hopefully grow into a space of forgiveness as well for all the things that you wished you would have had mm -hmm. and you didn't get, yeah, you know? So it moves you to a different place too. Cause that's part of healing, mm -hmm. you know, I think for yeah. me anyway, that's part of healing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you so much, Rosie. Um, do you have, or does Echo have any social media platforms or where can people find Echo? 
Well, or you can you. you can go on our website, you know, mm -hmm. echoparentingandeducation.org. Okay. You can find all the different um, things that Echo's um, hosting. Um, we are on Facebook and Instagram, so we have all those platforms too. Um, but it's word of mouth. It's coming to our parenting classes here in Echo Park mm -hmm. on Saturdays. We have the English and Spanish classes. Um, we do go out in the community. And it's spreading. It's we're going into schools. Schools are asking for us too. So it's it's growing. But yeah, the the main one I can think of is the 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 web, our 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 space, um, our internet page. Awesome. And I'll yeah. definitely link to all of that. Okay. So thank you so much, Rosie. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. Oh my gosh, guys, what did you think of that interview? I mean, I was moved in multiple places um, or by multiple things, I guess is the better way to say it. But there were there were multiple places where um, I was really moved by what she was saying. Yeah. What about for you? And I saw I saw like this evolution of Rosie. Yeah. That was really cool just to get to know her. Yeah. I, personally. Even yeah. Not, not like in depth, but of the things that she was saying, mm -hmm. there is an evolution from beginning to an end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was really cool to see, like, um, yeah, just how she transformed in, in the way that she parented. How she was parented to then how she then learned and um, kind of gave in to um, this way of thinking about parenting and then became a parent educator yeah, a parent educator from being a, a, a teen parent yeah mm -hmm. that's how inspired she was yeah she was she was amazing mm -hmm. and super nice and when i interviewed her she was so calm and i mean i'm sure you you guys can tell through the interview but she was she was so sweet and so calm and I when I was listening to her, I was like, wow, this all this information is just flowing from her, mm -hmm. which was really great. No, yeah, she completely like lives by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what was like interesting for you? Were there parts that were? Well, from a guy's perspective, I actually like. <laughs> yeah, give us the guy's perspective. Yeah, why don't you? <laughs> because, because I remember I went back to before Echo. Uh-huh. And I remember that I didn't want to take the classes. You were resistant. I was resistant to the classes because oh. my thought was like, I was spank as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I turned out to be okay. Yeah. Which is one of the one of the things that I kind of so asked So why about. do I need to take parenting classes? Uh -huh. I was spanking. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not bad. I'm not a bad person. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, you're not. But the thing that, something that she said is really profound was that she said that, yeah, uh, but now it's not about you anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's about your relationship with your child. Mm -hmm. And if your relationship with your child, the way you see it now, it's fine and it's okay, then it's going to be harder for you to actually take these classes. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's going to be harder for you to want to change To want to change any, yeah, anything in you. But if the question is, is there something you would like to change in your relationship with your children? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, then you might actually want to consider, really consider taking classes. Yeah, and exploring. And exploring everything, other approaches. Mm -hmm. And 
and that's what happened to me. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I think what I'm doing is not really working. Yeah, you <laughs> felt like your relationship with the we, kids was especially with well, Pauli, uh, Paulo. That yeah. was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not working. So I, I'm gonna give myself a chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's all started from there. Yeah, I think for me, what was really um, like a real impactful moment was when she talked about um, the inner child, right? That when you, during the the conversation about repairing the rupture, where she said, you know, when you apologize to your kid and and you talk to them um, in that way, it's like you're you're healing your own inner child. You're talking to yourself the way you would have wanted your parent to talk to you. Yes. And it just made me think like... uh, how many, I mean, honestly, in that moment, I was about to just like ball because I thought about that. Like, yeah, like I would have wanted someone to come back and say, honey, that wasn't your fault. Like you didn't do anything wrong. That was, that was all me, you know, because how many of us are walking around with voices in our head of, you know, feeling bad about ourselves or feeling like we're not good enough or we're not pretty enough, we're not thin enough, we're not whatever, whatever it is, like we're not enough. Sometimes we're not smart enough. Um, it it starts there. I mean, our parents unknowingly, you know, say things or, you know, unconsciously do it. And then it sticks with us because no one ever comes back and says, honey, I'm sorry I said that. I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't your fault. That wasn't, that was my anger, my stress, you know, my tired, be my, you know, whatever. Um, That wasn't you. It wasn't your fault. Yeah. And to tell the truth, like for me, as a child growing up, I never saw my dad like apologizing for anything. Yeah. And, uh, and, And at the same time that you're saying that, you're healing your inner child. Yeah. At the same time, you're being a, a role model for your child. Yeah. That when you do something wrong. When you hurt someone. When you hurt someone. Yeah. You apologize for it. Mm-hmm. And, and see, it's authentic. And it's authentic. It, it's, it, it, it seals the cycle. You know what? It mm-hmm. heals that cycle of continuous ruptures, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just very profound. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. we could spend a whole episode talking just about that. That she, you know, just, you know, and obviously in the parenting class, you go into it more profoundly. Um, she just kind of mentioned it, but I, I wanted to come back and really like emphasize how important that has been. And and I meant it. I Whenever I have these moments where I mess up and I say that you know I yell at the kids or whatever and then I come back and I apologize for it and I tell them like I'm really sorry I did that I mommy was mad and I shouldn't have said that to you you know um I feel like this deeper connection to the kids for whatever reason mm-hmm. or even with you yeah um when we have these moments like at DC right where mm-hmm. we came back and we had this conversation I feel more connected to you after we do that because it's like it's authentic and real Mm -hmm. no yeah Mm -hmm. and which brings me to the other part um of the that i thought was really great was her talking about her husband yeah and and how you know she is doing this dance where they don't always connect but she has this great sense of empathy for him and um 
And what she said is like, this is not just, you know, obviously you go to Echo and you learn all these things and you apply them as a parent. And that's, you know, sometimes that's why you go is because we're so motivated um, to be good parents. Uh, But it really is applicable to our partners, to every single relationship, being empathetic, Mm -hmm. absolutely, um, being understanding, um, the way that we communicate, being nonviolent. I mean, that goes across the board and she turns around and is able to apply it with her husband. Yeah. And the, and the unique thing is that if you practice, the more you practice this, yeah, this nonviolent, this like conscious way, mm-hmm. it becomes like a, a part of you. It becomes mm-hmm. like a lifestyle. Yeah. And that's when change will start to manifest. Yeah. Start to manifest. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't happen overnight. No way. No, it doesn't happen overnight. Guys, we are what like it takes uh, years. We are five years in. Our kids <laughs> might, yeah, our kids might might be grateful until adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like yeah, a good five years in to the beginning of our work, and it, we still struggle. Of course, you know. I mean, obviously, I think we've um, we've changed a lot, and we. In many ways, I would say, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, 70, 80% of the time, we feel good about what we're doing. And we feel like we're having good connection with, with our kids and and all of that stuff. But we still, we still struggle with different things, mm-hmm. you know. We still lose our tempers um, when we don't take care of ourselves, which is the other thing that she yeah. really... Oh, yeah, self-care. You know, mm-hmm. she emphasized was we need to take care of ourselves or else we can't be present with our kids. If we're not, you know, exercising, if we're not eating right, if we're not sleeping well, if we're not taking time for ourselves, you know, we're we're not going to be able to do this. No, a, we're not going to be able to In a do this. very present, very conscious. Because it requires a way. lot of energy and a lot, a lot of, of understanding. A lot of mm-hmm. patience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. But yeah, I think this was a really great episode. I hope that everybody really enjoyed it. Yeah, Did it, you have any yeah. last no, thoughts you No, it's just like, no, I actually, I, I really enjoy listening to Rosie. Yes. So thank you guys. Thank you for joining us. We do not take it for granted uh, that you are listening to our podcast. Um, thank you for for spending this time with us. And thank you for allowing us to be a part of your own parenting evolution. We will see you guys next time. Yep. Hasta la próxima. Also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and please leave a review. It is a super, super important in order to help spread the message. You can follow us, our parents on Instagram at iam.isenia at palomenchaka and at somos.bardas. You can also subscribe to their newsletter on their website at somos-bardas.com. Gracias!